Good evening, and welcome to Television Sheriff, a show where we look back at past television cop shows and rewatch them and we talk about them and stuff like that. So, like every good cop show, they, it centers around the team, and this pod is doing the same. Let's meet our team of experts. First up is the tech guy, the sound effects guru, and the hunk with sad, wounded eyes. It's Toby Crimes. Pachoo, pachoo! <laughs> <laughs> Next is our TV expert from my TV family is Robin Posey Leon. Don't let her chilly demeanor fool you. She's still reeling from the loss of her partner and the murder is still unsolved. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and joining us is the rookie, our pop culture expert, fresh from the Academy. It's Tiffany Esco. Hello. Happy to be here. And last up, it's me filling in, filling in as the commander, a harsh, sarcastic genius who has an unbendable moral code and also a little problem with authority and some sunglasses. It's me, Bob Serrano. Thank you, everybody, for coming on today. We all watched NYPD Blue, the pilot. Robin, can you give a, talk a little bit about the landscape of uh, TV in 1993? Oh, I would love to. Let me um, first just remind you guys that this was an era where TV shows had theme songs. Remember that? <laughs> Um, not to sound like a grouchy old lady, but man, um, I feel like NYPD Blue had a kick-ass theme song. It was mostly kind of like electric, electronic air drum kind of situation. Um, but NYPD Blue took me back to a time um, at my house when we used to just watch block TV, like from seven o'clock until bedtime, you just watch the TV until your eyeballs rolled back into your head. Um, and I lived in a place where primetime started at 7 p.m. I don't know if that is um, different from what you guys are used to, but I remember moving to the East Coast and primetime TV started at 8 p.m. and I was scandalized by that. So this was a late night show and I'm sure we'll get into the whys behind that. Um, in just a moment, but um, here are some things for you to know about the television landscape in 1993. Um, this was an era where 60 Minutes was always the number one show, always, for like years and years and years and years. Um, so that's weird. Um, Murder, She Wrote was also <laughs> heavy in the rotation, so I think there was just a demographic situation there. Um, rounding out the top 10 were Home Improvement, Seinfeld, Roseanne, Coach, Frazier, and Murphy Brown. Um, all just like, I mean, one titan of TV after another. A couple other notables in the top 20, Northern Exposure, introducing us to... Um, the would-be Aiden Shaw of Sex and the City fame, uh, 2020 with uh, the original Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs, and Full House. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Full House yes. fans? There we go. Um, and also Wings and Dave's World. Anybody? Oh, Anybody? Oh, yeah. Dave's World about the that the comedy writer, right? Dave, yeah. Uh, uh, played Barry. by... Yeah, Dave Barry, played by the judge from... Night Court. Night Court, yes. Yeah. So. I never saw that. I love Dave Barry. Fred what? Money with books. <laughs> who doesn't, Toby? No one. Yeah. That's who. Oh, that's yeah, crazy. So that's your TV of 1993 rundown. Lots of really great shows in the top 20. And yeah, you can see, like, I probably in 1993 could have recited from memory the entire TV schedule <laughs> from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. every day of the week. Oh, remember TV Guide, and you just like look at it, and you just like look look at all the oh, time yeah. frames, and you're just like, oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. Uh, we you, were, you know what? We weren't fancy folk, Bob. We didn't get the TV Guide, but um, <laughs> we didn't read. Uh, <laughs> we weren't what you'd call a reading family. Oh my god, um, I would, I would touch take, it at the grocery store from time to time. You didn't take like the TV uh, schedule from the newspaper, did you? You weren't one of those people. <laughs> Bob, mind your business. Next. Yeah. Uh, I did. You know, what's interesting, Robin, is I did look up uh, some of the TV ratings in between um, and during this time and last year. I think it was the last year. And so the highest rated TV show, which was, I think, Sunday Night Football or something, mm-hmm. wouldn't even have cracked the top 30. In like <laughs> which is crazy. You yeah. know, uh, and I don't even know what probably any of the other ones were, but looking at this, I just, you know, home improvement, like 
remember Coach with uh, Craig oh, T. Nelson? Oh, Do I remember Coach? <laughs> Minnesota State. Oh yeah. yeah. Did I oh. just see several naked butts uh, in the rewatch of this show? Do I remember Coach? <laughs> you crawled through so many naked butts to get to the. I mean, <laughs> they were like, "We're gonna go for it," and here it is. You like oh, that? Man. How about yeah. up close? Uh, and where was NYPD Blue? I think it was right below Full House in the rate ring uh, ratings, right? Uh, NYPD Blue was number eighteen, um, oh, and yeah. Full House was sixteen. That's a kick in the bare butt. Where did, uh, where did Family Matters come in on the ratings? You know, Family the Matters Urkel. wasn't in the top twenty. Hmm. The only uh, what do they call it on Friday? Not Musty TV. Friday. TGIF. TGIF. Yeah. Oh, that was clutch. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Full House was the only TGIF player to make the top 20. I'm sorry. I was definitely a TJF uh, family. Yeah, definitely for sure. Little step and by so, step. Was that, who was on that? Step by step? Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Bobby from Dallas. Um, what's her name for my two dads? I have no actors' names for you. I can just tell you the other stuff. <laughs> anyway, and that's your TV quote unquote experts. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, we're never going to solve this mystery. Let's go to our pop culture expert, Tiffany. What's okay. the impact of NYPD Blue on culture? Okay, it's kind of playing on to what Robin just talked about—the um, landscape of 1993. It's, um, well, quick fun fact. So last year, and I know, uh, Bob, you might like this, Game of Thrones made history by earning 32 Emmy nominations, which is the most ever for a series in a single year, which is interesting. Was that for the last season? Would it be? Or for, I don't know. It definitely wasn't for quality for last season. I know. I'm achieving the award, but. (laughs) It was just like a goodbye. Stop sweeping our award show every year, finally. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it broke a record that was previously only held by none other than NYPD Blue, which received 27 nominations in 1994. And um, to landscape, by the late 80s, broadcast TV was losing out to cable TV. And there's this huge paradigm shift where people weren't all collectively watching the same things anymore. And you weren't always sitting down as a giant family to watch Leave it to Beaver or whatever. I mean, that was 30 years prior. But... Um, then comes along good old NYPD with sex, nudity, foul language, and a cast of morally gray alcoholics. And it was considered groundbreaking for primetime TV for being gritty, raunchy. And um, the FCC tried to find them multiple times for sexual nudity, which I don't know is non-sexual nudity okay. I'm not sure, but that's what they went after them for. And then censorship debates raged and so i just wanted to do a little exercise and take us back into the timeline of broadcast tv censorship just to see the leaps that nypd blues were making by the time it aired 1942 i love lucy lucille ball's character gets pregnant but she's not allowed to say pregnant so instead (laughs) she uses phrases like with child which is what (laughs) i'm going to say from now on because that's so awesome i know it sounds like a (laughs) Yeah, like an anthropology documentary or something. Um, In 1957, CBS refused to air the pilot of Leave it to Beaver because it showed a toilet. Um, (laughs) And the the compromise was that they would only show the toilet tank, which made it the first time a toilet appeared on TV. And the toilet phobia would continue all the way through 1973. And... In 1966, Marianne from Gilligan's Island, Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie, and practically any uh, woman was barred from showing their belly buttons. And it was always a fight. And there would be slips. And that was a little scandal whenever there was a belly button slip, navel slip. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1977, ABC broadcasted a miniseries called Roots, which is one of the first to include uncensored frontal nudity. And then you have 1981, Hill Street Blues, which was the precursor to NYPD. And then finally, good old NYPD Blues airs in 1993. And when we rewatched it, even my husband, Ben, when we got to one of the scenes was like, oh, snap, that's, that's intense. So imagine in 1993, um, anyways, to wrap this all up, some of the quotes when it first aired was, it was TV's drift towards immorality. 
Um, a general manager from Kentucky, after a screening in Dallas, told the chairman of the NBC Broadcasting Group that, the direct quote, you understand, young man, that you have just ruined television. <laughs> and then it ended up going on to be one of ABC's longest running drama series, only second to Grey's Anatomy. So that is the huge cultural impact that it made in 1993. You know, uh, I, watch a, I watch a lot of Seinfeld in, in the commentary that like, you know, Jerry and Elaine and whatever get in there. Uh, they talk about like the, how the FCC was always, or, you know, those got those guidelines were always like, they always had to work within like a very strict set of words. And like, so there's yeah. like the most famous episode is called the contest and it's, um, you know, the, who, who can hold out the longest from, you know, they're like from the master of your domain. And like, <laughs> are you still the master of your domain? Uh, you know, and they, they would just, they, they said it a hundred ways, but they couldn't say the word, you know, masturbation. And uh, they said like, they said that was actually like a really, it helped them create a better show, like having to play with that. Um, and George Carlin talks about that too. in like class in his stand up album, class clown, where like being the class clown is like, it's the easiest comedy because like any, you can make people laugh with anything because <laughs> like, it's, everything's out of bounds. Yeah. Everything's in a, you know, an illusion and yeah, it was interesting. Interesting. And then cut to cable TV, now HBO, where you have Game of Thrones and they're just ripping heads off and pillaging. And it's destroying toilets. I remember yeah. like hearing someone call someone a son of a bitch on probably LA Law and just thinking like the world was going to come to an end because like <laughs> it was like you could say hell, you could say damn. And like that was like once per episode, and then like slowly but surely, and then it just the wheels fell off, and then you could just say like all sorts of things on the television, guys. <laughs> all sorts, yeah. Yep. You know, I really wish I knew who broke the uh, the toilet barrier. You know, I think that person <laughs> is a hero. You know. <laughs> No, I think right. that um, like any uh, history of like the FCC has to include the 2004 Super Bowl with Janet Jackson. <laughs> what no, happened there? That's that was there. That was there. Who did yeah. flip? Yeah. I remember watching it. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I remember watching it live and, and like we, I'm watching it and everybody in the room were like, what? Like we couldn't, it was so fast. We couldn't see it. And it turned into this huge, like, firestorm of political bullshit, you know? Like, Yeah. It was aired for, like, 0.1 seconds or something like that. And then, or, I mean, no, that'd be really fast. Like, it was a really short amount of time. And the amount of money that it cost them was, it's, it's a really funny statistic. I'll have to get it later. Well, you know what a lot of the, what we're talking about in terms of um, that they establish a lot of these kind of really kind of ridiculous standards is called the Hayes Code. Did you mention that, Tiffany? I did not. Uh, so it's called the Hayes Code. And so it's, they decided to, um, Hollywood decided to basically censor themselves before the, before the Congress got to them. So that's why it's all this kind of stuff. Like you can only say with child, blah, 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 um, <laughs> blasphemy. You could only use God in ref, you know, like, uh, in like a reverent tone or meeting, you know, you can't use any sort of, um, profanity. You have to use, um, stuff like gosh, dang it the heck and stuff like that. So that is really kind of where it came from. Um, and then we've been just been, we've just been bucking it ever since, you know, first we, we had Beaver take a dump on the toilet. But we, <laughs> but the didn't quite, <laughs> oh, Bob, this is a family show. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The Beaver left the log. Boom, boom, boom. You know, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, and I, I feel like we got to give George Carlin his due here too. With the, uh, I mean, he had one of the seminal, went to the Supreme court with the seven dirty words and, uh, mm -hmm. yes. you know, and, his big thing was like, well, Reverend, you know, there's two knobs on a radio. Turn it <laughs> on. You know, one turns it off and one changes the station. Yeah. And then the punchline, of course, is not that you know anything about knobs, but that's besides <laughs> 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 Oh, George. Well, uh, let's get into... Super... Go ahead. 
No, no, go ahead. I was going to say not to get super uh, nerdy on you, but I think there's like a political concept about the Overton window and, you know, you get politicians, get people to agree to a certain level that they're okay with. And then they just keep shifting it and shifting it and shifting it. And that feels like very much what has happened with uh, TV. And I think NYPD Blue did a very good job of pushing the Overton window of butt shots quite a distance. Let's get into our favorite butt shot uh, show. I mean, our cop show. <laughs> NYPD Blue was uh, created by David Milch, who also did Deadwood, which is another amazing um, series. Though, unfortunately, when I was reading that no one really liked him on this show because he was constantly changing stuff at the last minute. And in fact, pretty much made Jimmy Smith's not return. That's the reason why Bobby Simone does not come back because he hated working with David Milch. Because. Oh. I know. And it, he created this along with Steven Bacho, Bachko, right? Bachko, uh, who is a legendary producer and creator, did Hill Street Blues, LA Law, heck yeah, and Doogie Hauser, MD. Love the Doogie. I loved some Doogie Hauser, MD. <laughs> no. I think I wrote a fan letter to Neil Patrick Harris. I was like, hey, really? Jamie, let's get married. I was really <laughs> missing the mark there. <laughs> He's like, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so season one which we we watched a pilot everybody uh stars dennis france who is who's actually from the same t- uh, town as my stepdad so i wonder if they n- knew each other they're around the same age uh david caruso my hero uh james mcdaniel amy brenneman who is also in heat and she's also in a bunch of other stuff mm-hmm. as well sherry stringfield who is who would later be in er uh, she left NYPD Blue after like a year and a half because she's like, this isn't going anywhere with my character. Um, David Benzali from Murder One, that big bald guy, the big bald lawyer. He's been in a bunch of stuff as well. Our our boy David Schwimmer, Ross, comes in. Ross trying to do a New York accent. That was yeah. rough. <laughs> it's always just Ross being a dweeb in any other character he plays. I can't. She's going to make me dinner. That was oh. <laughs> And then Robert Costanzo, who played uh, the Alphonse Giardella guy, he was also in Total Recall with our hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, so, anyways, what do you guys think about the pilot rewatching this? Let's start with. Uh, how about our TV expert, Robin? What'd you think? Guys, I really liked it. It was so good. I was <laughs> pleasantly surprised. I was like, let's see how poorly this show has aged. I liked it a ton. I gasped out loud at the twists. Um, I, you know, I'm not a David Caruso stan, but he he won me over. That guy was pulling talent left and right, and I liked it. I got a little misty-eyed at the end there. Toby? I agree. I mean, I had never seen it before. Um, in fact, I've never seen any of these police procedurals. <laughs> uh, but uh, I loved it. Like, I, I don't think I'll watch episode two, but I, I, you know, it's like a standalone film. I loved it. How about you, Tiffany? I'm kind of like Toby. I hadn't actually seen it. Um, I, with all these when you first told me we were going to watch it, I kind of think of these crime shows as like soap operas with guns and badges. And um, it surprised me actually. It was really good. And um, not like there's anything wrong with all my children, but this was, this was definitely a couple steps above. Um, Yeah. I really liked it. It Surprised me. I would say that they lost me at uh, the freshly shaven asses. I just have a hard time believing that these police officers are so into like the waxing. Uh. (laughs) Toby telling on himself again. You know, everyone made like a big deal of like Dennis Franz, like his naked ass, right? Yeah, that was several episodes in, I believe. Yeah, but I totally didn't realize that we're also going to get some of the flaming Italian David Caruso as well. And I was just like, I was pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Well, Bob, (laughs) I will say if you are not familiar with the show, the the DA that he tells off in the beginning, that's his love interest down the block. Like in future episodes, they are like a steamy romantic couple and i feel like you see his butt because they're in the shower together or something i don't remember it'll come to me but um yeah <laughs> speaking, I, of, 
I was truly horrified at how Andy. awful Hey, Miss District Attorney, you really prosecuted the crap out of that one. Especially knowing that there was a big love. Oh, you think that was a Hummer? Oh, there's France? Like, yeah. Oh, no way. I'd say we'd be a little if I thought you knew what it meant. Oh, man, and he did the Ipsa this, you pissy little bitch. I was truly horrified. I was like, you should never, ever have gotten together with that dickhead. Maybe I should take a shower. No. Later. After. Hmm? Try to make you feel like two cents. Mm. Come on, baby. Come to mama. Um, do you think that, uh, speaking of showering and stuff with Dennis Franz and being romantic, would you have asked him to shower? <laughs> there was nothing good in that scene nothing (laughs) she did him so dirty oh i I know she's just apologizing on her way out oh man okay let's let's get into the pilot into the plot uh first off let's rate the um the music slash intro and credits. I got, I liked, I liked the pilot a lot, you know, as well. I was just a little, for some reason, I was a little thrown by some of these, like, kind of um, music breaks and stuff because they're kind of weird. I don't know. They're just like, here's some, like, electronic synth. drums. Yeah. yeah, synth drums. And, like, <laughs> like the, I don't know. It if, was like, of a time bomb. It was. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, I don't think the intro is really a song at all. Like, it's not like LA Law, which is like a song, even right. though the song was built around like a uh, a closing I gave it a trunk. C minus. I couldn't yeah. dance to it. Right. Okay, so on a scale of one to five shields, I think I'm gonna give it a two. What do you guys think about the music and stuff? I'll go four. I actually watched this show and it brought me back. Toby. Uh it's too dated for me. Like the I the only like I was like re scarred by these like uh the the saxophone love making scenes. Oh, <laughs> how do you even know you're having sex if there's not a sax in the background? Oh, there were just... some seriously heavy-handed music cues when, um, at the end, spoiler alert, when Sipowitz squeezes uh, David Crusoe's hand, like the oh. swelling oh, yeah. music oh, came yeah. in and was like, get ready to get emotional, y'all. He's alive. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I gave what it a think, two. Yeah. It sounded, sounded. I gave it a two. It sounded kind of like the. Um, it reminded me also very nineties of the Yamaha keyboard, the songs that come preloaded to those keyboards, and you just push them. Yeah. that's what uh-huh. I thought they did. But They're like play Bossa Nova. <laughs> <laughs> Bossa Nova two. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, NYPD Blue takes place in the fictitious. And see the fifteenth precinct of Manhattan, uh, which is crazy. I'm. I don't think I, I've never been to New York before. Have any? Are any of you travelers been to New York, New York City? I used to go to New is, York all the time for work. Yeah, is it seedy? No. Is it, was it seedy? Manhattan. <sighs> it was. It was all the above. It was wonderful and seedy. Mm-hmm. It gets a little like hot, it, and smelly, steamy. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> steamy. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Especially when the certain red-haired sergeant comes running by, or detective <laughs> comes running by. Um, so it starts off with our with our uh, one of our heroes, Detective Sipowitz. This is not his strongest um, episode in terms of being able to show his uh, how good of a copy is. He blows his testimony on the stand and tells his future love interest to Ipsa this, <laughs> and kind of introduces uh, his future shooter. Uh, Alphonse Giardella, um, which I don't know if, like, man, Sipowitz is just going off the rocker on this one. Um, and so he just badgers them down down the stairs. And so eventually they get back to the, the shop. And so I have a question. Like, so his they call John Kelly into there. 
um, later, like the boss guy, James McDaniel. And does he pick his own partner or something? It sounds like if you're a boss, can't you say like, hey, I'm reassigning you instead of like, like, Mr. Kelly, I know you're David Caruso, so you get to do what you want to do. But uh, does that make sense? Like, what do you think, Tiffany? I defer. I know nothing about how the structure and the hierarchy of the NYPD, but I imagine it seemed more like a, like a conversation. Like, would you want a new partner? But I don't know. I don't know. Probably like any workplace, like any job, right? Like your boss tries to make you think that the decision is somewhat your own, even though it's a foregone conclusion. I guess yeah, it's like a breakup. So he- I think it'd be a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, well. Later, like the next scene, they go to the the bar where Sipowitz is drinking because they have a lot of leniency for drinking on the job. Man, for all these cop dramas. Like, remember the Wire? They were just getting getting just hammered, just and like worse. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, and so like it, because I think it's think about your own uh, job. Like, if they're just like, oh, where's Bob? Oh, he's just he's hammered at the bar right now. You know, like, <laughs> uh, in his defense, he said he was running an errand first of all. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if you're like the sergeant and you have like the hotshot ginger in your detective squad, you maybe give him like a while. Like he gave him a long leash. Yeah. If we're all only just detectives, we could just be drinking right now. Oh, I guess you guys are, but anyways. Sipowitz, <laughs> yeah. so sweaty. I, to this day, yeah. describe those short sleeve button-down shirts as Sipowitz. Like, when, when, anytime oh, yeah. I'm trying to describe them, I'm like, you know, like one of those, like a Sipowitz button-down with the short sleeves? Anyway, go on. That's well, okay, some other highlights. Um, we really get to know uh, David Crusoe, who's playing the, uh, the part of Johnny Kelly, the smoothest ginger in New York City. He deftly deflects divorce papers by unleashing the Caruso charm. So he's basically like, oh, sign these papers. Would you like to have sex now? And and so then to uh, counteract this, uh, Sherry Stringfield sends David Schwimmer there to uh, give him some papers. Do you think that Caruso should have slept with David Schwimmer as well? Since, you know, that's kind of how he does it. But or no. No, I guess it's a no. I'll have to edit that one out. <laughs> what do you guys? What do you guys feel about David Schwimmer's uh, cameo in there? Now I take these to the city clerk. Yeah, um, we can meet this afternoon. Is three o'clock all right? Three o'clock. Um, I just want you to know, Detective. Uh, your wife wanted me to assure you that there's no deepening of animosities here. You know, what's she, she cooking for you? Excuse me. Well, if she's not paying you, she's cooking for you. Um, we agreed on three dinners in lieu of compensation. Drive a hard bargain. What's on the menu? Oh, believe me, I'll, I'll happily take potluck. You know. Okay, um, three o'clock, city clerk's office. I, um, I can't see him as anyone other than Nerdy Ross, so he just... I there w- I mean there was the debate if I questioned if he was hooking up with with uh, John Kelly's wife but I looked he said a few more lines and I was like there's no way there's no way but do you think do you think know. he's getting a little bit of dessert with those home cooked meals I don't know she looked like she lost her erection when they loaded him into the ambulance and he was like do you think he broke my nose she was like yeah bitch bye like, <laughs> he was not into it yeah, she's just like, oh, that's a couple soup meals right there. I got it off easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then what I thought was kind of funny. I don't know if you guys thought it was funny. It was uh, Amy Brenneman, which is uh, Officer Lakalski or whatever. Um, like that whole like he's like uh, so they kind of talk outside about like, hey, can you get a cop car out there? So she's like, oh yeah, or whatever. And then she asked him right away. It's like, are you getting divorced or something? Like, I heard you're getting divorced. Or is that a little bit later? To, do I remember it wrong? I think that was early on, wasn't it? Yeah, she was, she was said not. said something about my wife's building. And then he corrected himself and said my ex-wife's building. Oh, and yeah. she was like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can always, you know, like those times where you see them go to like a shot of like the Terminator with like the 
with the uh, gun sights or something. It was almost like there. <laughs> just like locked in. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like ex-wife, huh? Um, <laughs> and she definitely come, came. Oh, shoot. So how did, how did it go? It, so Sibboitz gets shot, right? He goes mm-hmm. to the he gets to the prostitute and then the prostitute lures him into um into her apartment. She, he gets shot and there's all that kind of stuff. Um and then right away, sort of like the Kelsey's like, Hey, do you want to go on a date, Johnny Kelly? And she's like, Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she says, do you want to go? Do you want to ride with? Do you need a ride to the hospital or if you like need to get a beer afterwards? She's all uh, business. She has a super French braid. That's how you could tell. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But more importantly, he says yes to that beer and they go out to get a beer. You get to know some more about him. They go out to get dinner and eventually they end up back at the with a smooth soundtrack and some sax playing, and uh, we get to see butts and side boob. Um, do you that? remember? Go ahead, Toby. Yeah, the move where he picks her up when she's in the underwear, and like you get like the good 360 shot. <laughs> Quite a move. You're like, yeah. keep on swinging her. Keep on that swinging is her like the de- <laughs> like even though they're sh- they're showing dude butts, that is the definition of the male gaze. Like every <laughs> single frame of that was <laughs> so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I absolutely love the music. I wish you uh, had the had oh, clip, Toby, but it's like yeah. it was just like a female vocal and and uh, and sax. And so <laughs> as shadows, I was watching, so many shadows. I know <laughs> it just it just reminded me of you know like when you were watching movies or whatever back in the day with your parents, and all of a sudden something like this came up and it was like horribly embarrassing. <laughs> um, like. What kind of like so? Put yourself back in 1993. How embarrassed no, would you be thank you. on the scale of like a just like a chase, like kiss on the cheek, or accidentally watching eyes wide oh. shut with your parents? <laughs> like, where where do you think this lands, uh, Tiffany? Well, uh, in 1993, I was learning that it wasn't acceptable to pee in public. So I was four. <laughs> Um, but however, I will say my, my family was pretty conservative, probably to avoid incidents like this. So I wasn't even allowed to watch friends or anything like that growing up. So it wouldn't have happened, but it would have been horribly awkward. I think if even this scene and the white, something about the white granny panties that she was wearing, the skin tight (laughs) made it seem even more like taboo. I don't know. (laughs) It, It freaked me out. Toby, uh, reminds me a few years back. I I brought Slapshot to my in-laws at Christmas or Thanksgiving, um, and I forgot about this. There's like some good sex scenes in that too. <laughs> totally had forgotten. I'm sitting there like, oh, I forgot about this, and I'm like, the whole family's gathered around. <laughs> <laughs> who brought this movie? Oh, exactly. Yeah, who, who brought this anyway? <laughs> And you and also like with Slapshot, you didn't remember the part where Paul Newman is, is like saying some pretty rough stuff. Remember, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, right. as a uh, like wife was a lesbian. Like, right. oh gosh, yeah, forgot about that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about you, Robin? Um, did you I actually think, watch it? I think probably, yeah. yeah. Like, I was in the living room we just had the one tv so yeah i definitely remember like just leaving my body like just dissociating (laughs) and floating away that's how i deal with things to this day (laughs) oh my god it's like it's you always my my um my go-to move was always like it's time to get a glass of water for the next time <laughs> like <laughs> you know and then just kind of just stand in front of the refrigerator and just sort of cry a little bit well and for, for the boys you know uh we'll say high school age boys in that situation it's a struggle because you gotta like get up a certain way and like, <laughs> you know, like yeah put a trapper keeper in front of your pants <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
Like I gotta crawl across. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Uh, and I'll be like, is anybody recording this on VHS? I don't, like, <laughs> I have to study, but I would like to revisit this later. Yeah, is Sipowitz okay? Is Sipowitz okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, um, I think I have this plot all over the place. Uh, so let's get into some of the twists into this. So Sipowitz is shot by the mobster. Hey, fat ass. Looks like you're a creature of habit, too, Sipowitz. Only yours is going to make you dead. I'm sorry, Andy. I'm sorry. I hope you got paid a lot of money. Wait now. Wait. You got to let me get out of here. Go ahead. Good job. I'm sorry, Andy. She's got people in Orlando. She thinks she's moving down there. Yeah? Did you tell her she could work Disney World? Uh, Say something smarter than that, Sipowitz. You're going to be dead a long time. I'd rather be dead than walking around with that mop on my head. Can we also talk about the mobster just like spikes the gun after he shoots him or something? He just like, or was that yeah. his gun falling? I was yes. like, no, he definitely threw it like, what's up? Yeah, like, yeah. like a flourish. Suspension of disbelief here, but all right. I mean, yeah, I definitely it, think, but. yeah. <laughs> I think the the mobster was pretty terrible. It's like one, you're it's in the middle of the day, and you're shooting inside a, a, like a large apartment building, right? Like, <laughs> see, I wondered how anybody ever found him. Like the hooker took off, and the mobster guy, after he spiked his gun, pieced out too, and like he's just laying there bleeding out on the bed. Maybe the noise called attention to it maybe maybe the gunshots from the next door (laughs) they're just like what happened even in new york city i think they call the cops all right yeah i don't know what'd you agree to disagree bob (laughs) well that's the thing is that he should have done that at night and like lured them someplace yeah with a silencer come on (laughs) we know how to do this we know how to do this you know but instead you just sort of come in there with your toupee and you just oh. start shooting all over the place. And <laughs> that then... scene with Sipowitz losing his shit and making that guy eat his toupee right. was bananas. That oh. whole sequence oh. of like, oh, is this the money you were throwing me? You eat this money. You want <laughs> You don't like my socks? Like, eat my socks. You like <laughs> eat this wit. I mean, it was so out of control. <sighs> you know. Oh, so- Go ahead, Toby. I love when he, like that that scene when he takes the two and He's like, "Hello, I'm I'm Guard Giordano." <laughs> the funny thing is, he's as bald again and sweaty as the day is long, and he's ragging on the guy for wearing a toupee. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "Why don't you just wear it like me? I have I'm just letting it go long in the back, just like any just long and stringy." Mm. Yeah, long and stringy <laughs> and sweaty. That's that's what a reputable person would do in New York City. Um, you know, another thing that I noticed, you guys, was that I I know that um, New York City is a hard place to park, but it seemed like Sipowitz and Kelly would just like park their car in the middle of the street and just leave it there, and everyone is okay with it. Is that true? Can if you're a New York cop, can you just like leave your car like in the middle of a road? It was you know, the 90s. They were petty yeah. times. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, any other things we want to talk about the pilot until we get, uh, before we get into the twists of the episode? I loved no. the twist. I was all about it. <sighs> okay, so the first one, which one do you want to go into first, Tiffany? You choose. Uh, chronological order? No? Okay. So we find out that Amy Brenneman, Officer Lepasky or Lecapsi, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what her Le name Pes. is. They're also Italian. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from the Midwest. We can't pronounce Italian names. I think hers uh. was Polish. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> S-K-I at the end. You can do this. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, we find out she's the double agent. Dun, dun, dun. And is like terrified my- of the hit of the the mob guy. She like refers to him as Mister or whatever, and it's like, yes, sir, whatever you say, sir. Yeah, she's that- the Draco Malfoy of NYPD. And Ooh. Um, 
I love these stories. I love double agent storylines. They get me every time, no matter how many times they're done. Every time. I don't know why. I'm just shocked by them. So good. So do you think like she's just a sleeper agent until uh, like um, Marino's like, I need you to go bang John Kelly right now. And she's like on it. Like what do you is or what do you guys think? She was always in the right place at the right time. What, did she say something about her dad? Like I know Dave Crusoe said his dad was a cop, right? Yeah. yeah. And did she say her dad was a cop? I don't know why I thought that was like a clue or a key um, or something. Like he was a dirty cop and then she was a dirty cop. I don't know. Her dad was a dirty cop and she just kind of is looped in by default. Yeah. Exactly. Backstory. Working out is yeah, working out is uh debts or something from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Toby? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, um, it, uh, yeah, it wasn't all that surprising to me. Like, um, she, Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh. I think she, she overplayed her hand. Like, uh, I don't know what y'all think of David Caruso, but like, she's like a, a few notches up on the, you know, attractiveness level and she's going after him hardcore. And I don't, I didn't, he was in people magazine as one of the sexiest men of the year. I will remind you, I know tastes change and feathered (laughs) orange bangs aren't doing it as much anymore, but he was hot shit back in the day. I also find it very hard to believe, but he was also like, it's not just looks like he was a badass detective guy. I think he could pull talent. All right, all right. Mary Springfield. She was on ER. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's just, maybe it's just one of those guys, right? Like it's never happened in my life. I, was just, just, yeah. just, oh, like, I hate those guys. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I've always had, you I've always had to work gods. hard. <laughs> Stop being modest. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, uh, I was just like, oh man, like, my partner at the grocery store got shot today, and someone's like, "Do you want to get a beer?" It's like, "Okay." No, <laughs> Does that mean sex? Did you bring a saxophone? Yeah. <laughs> and I have so yeah, and I have a lady singing too, <laughs> or like whatever it was. It was just so that was so amazing. That thing, I, I'll have to. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in right now when I edit it, just so Is we it- can. Isn't there a scene in like Naked Gun where they actually start playing the saxophone? Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> oh, Naked Gun. Oh. Um, I do need to confess to you all that I did th- think it was kind of cute when he said, well, first of all, he was bragging about not cheating at his wife on his wife for six years. So where's his parade? But um, <laughs> when, when. The, he said something about like I don't know what we're doing here I don't know what to do or you're gonna think I'm weird if I don't like jump on you and she's like oh let's just play it by ear and he's like where are we gonna play I was like oh, <laughs> oh dang John Kelly's got moves that was cute oh, yeah and then his and then Cherry Stringfield comes by and is all like uh, I'm like I'm here salty yeah and then she came back she's like I'm so sorry David Cruz so. Yeah, I should have I'm never even it with I'm hitting it with Ross from Friends and then I'm yeah. giving you a hard time about being with what's her name? Sorry. Yeah. Maybe that's more of a nineties thing. And David Cruz is just like, yeah, got well, that's, a, that's another thing I didn't buy. I uh, the the David Schwimmer guy, like um he it did not it seemed like a huge mismatch. Like he's a he's a two and she's an eight, you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's how it is in life toby <laughs> i'm gonna break it to you but, this is but, my this is my radar this is what i go around thinking about all day so but toby how did like you how did he I think the same thing. i'm like are you are they did he you guys but, together okay yeah, that's what i do all day <laughs> but it's, it's sort of like for but he's also providing free legal help and so mm-hmm. like basically toby how physical would you get for free legal help, like if you're incorporating like your business or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a baseball scale. On yeah. a baseball scale. And Tiffany is right. That is a lot of coin. So first base, okay. second base. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing, Toby? Are you go- oh, yeah. going out for beers? Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, above the kidding? underwear. <laughs> like, if I'm single and I need some legal advice. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then we've learned from David Cruz. So if you've been honest for six years, you get a gimme or something like that. <laughs> a ticker tape parade and a medal. I love how even she, uh, you know, the Amy Brennan, she's like, whoa. No, yeah, she definitely was like, God damn. Really? Wow. I've never heard of such craziness. Six years? What? I think it is implied in the show, despite your personal preference, that David, what's his name? David Caruso is mm-hmm. a good looking guy. Yeah. What, so, do, what do you think, yeah, Tiffany? As our, as a millennial, as our rookie, fresh from the academy, what do you think? Of David Caruso? Yeah. Here's my problem is I knew him as Horatio from CSI, Miami, whatever, mm-hmm. where he had terrible one-liners and was just like, it was ugh. not as attractive, but I was, he surprised me in this one. I thought he was really See? cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's tough. Yeah. He grows on you. Yeah. He does. I can only imagine you're on the couch there with Ben and all of a sudden you're watching and in the background in your mind, I'm visioning like a thought bubble with a sax you know like some sax <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> and the billowing right. curtain in the background oh, yes <laughs> yes <laughs> always oh. oh man all right and then our next uh, last twist is at the end it's uh caruso finally goes to the hospital and he gives and he shows his acting chops it's not just him just like you, it's not CSI Caruso. This is uh, hot as shit Caruso. You know, dials it to 11, <laughs> and then Andy Sipowitz, you know, squeezes his finger. It was a pretty sweet ending. What do you guys think? I liked it. That twist wasn't as good for me. No, that, that didn't feel like a twist. It just felt like the music told so. me that it was emotional. Yeah, because yeah, we know they're not going to be dead until we see their ass. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Did it Sipowitz hang on till the bitter end? Like he was the through line, right? Like he was in it to the end, like through 14 partners. I mean, they really had a revolving door. Yeah. They had uh, Zach Morris in there. Yep. Little Ricky uh, Schroeder. Yep. And my main man, Victor Sifuentes, AKA Jimmy Spitz. (sighs) Yep. He was in there. Bobby Simone had some Mm -hmm. great partners in there. And so, what? What? What's your favorite Sipowitz line, you guys? <laughs> I wanted to ask you this uh, for each of you. Uh, I just wrote down a couple of them. Not all of them. He had a bunch of good ones. Uh, was it Ipsa? This Leon hurt me twice, which I thought was a pretty classy way to uh, ask for a drink. Ask for a uh, double. I'm gonna yeah. just since that is my last name, I am going to start um, requiring people just um, salute me that way, like upon as a greeting. Leon hurt me twice. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be like aloha for me. <laughs> um, when's the last time you tried growing tits? Which is <laughs> okay. uh, Tiffany, what was your favorite sip of line? Uh, I would say it was ipsa this just because it shocked me. So it was my first first couple minutes into into the show, and I I was like, oh. so it was good. It was good. It was obviously it they put it out there. To shock people, yeah, for sure. Yes, it shocked Ben too, and it made us feel like we were part of the um, censorship group in 1993. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, calling your congressperson, you're like, it's metal yeah. music and NYPD blue <laughs> and video games. <laughs> Toby, yep. what was your favorite line? Uh, well, I thought he played like a great drunk, you know, like uh, when his hand's shaking, he's like, what do you say? Fill him up. And and then uh, at some point he said something like, uh, you know, you get to the point, you play the hand you've been dealt. Um, I thought he, I mean, I just like as an actor, like I thought he played it really well. And Robin, what's your favorite? Is it Leon Hurt Me Twice? Leon Hurt Me Twice is pretty good, but I do want to give a special a special shout out to his testimony um, in the first scene where he's talking about uh, the youths. It reminded me of uh, my cousin Vinny, the two yeah. youths. The two what? <laughs> the two youths when he was saying how the, the mobster guy's uh, uh, tire got blown. Yeah. I was like, I don't know, maybe some urban youths put those nails in the tire. It was just... <laughs> It's so good. Let's rank the detectives. And we all know the ranking system because I fully explained it 
earlier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In the on a ranking scale of of one to five, like uh, shields, we got. What do you think, Robin? Three shields. Lots of history. They have each other's back. They're terrible at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. Three shields. What Robin said. Toby. Uh. Everything Robin said, but I, I'm going to knock him down a notch because I wasn't buying the the shaved asses. <laughs> it really bothered you. No, oh. I'm going to go to I'm going to go with three because uh, I, I agree. I just I, I like them as a team, even though one just always drank and the other one just. <laughs> Uh, it was covering up for him and kept on deflecting people by sleeping with them. And uh, but you know that's that's a team. You know that's a team. All right. Yeah, and so that, that gives us a rating of two point seven five shields. Right. Math. Um, <clears throat> we can't really rank the district attorney because they were just there getting um, verbally abused by Sipowitz. They didn't really do a lot in this episode. But how would you rank the criminal, Alphonse Giardella? On, uh, I got I to be honest. I thought he was kind of a weak, uh, bad guy, you know? Like, I liked his... Uh, I thought he was funny because he had a toupee, but... <laughs> what was happening with him getting dragged in by his attorney into the station? That seemed ill-advised and not very well thought out. I think they called him in for questioning. Yeah, mm. is that optional? But. Does anyone know? <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you guys have in the way of experience with the law well, enforcement? Unless there's a warrant, it's optional, I believe. Yeah, thank you. They're Toby. just trying to deflect it, be like, because he wanted to tell them like seven hours prior to the shooting, like he was in Atlantic City, and there's no way he could have driven <laughs> back, you know, in like <laughs> ten hours or whatever, back to shoot shoot uh, Sipowitz, but. Yeah, I thought it was kind of. I think he's uh, kind of a schmuck. He's just a bad one. Like he could have just done so many different things just to finish Sipowitz off, but he just didn't. And honestly, he didn't need to do anything because they sh- he could have just let things run its course, and Sipowitz would have been fired anyways. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tiffany. Oh, I was just, I was agreeing with you. I think I hope they intentionally made him seem like just a dumb pawn who had a little temper tantrum, and then. I think they're making the way for the biggest villain to be the other guy. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, Marino, the, other, the big boss. Marino. Yes. I, that's what I feel like. He he didn't even seem like a factor, really, this other guy. So, mm. and so yeah. So let's uh, rank him. So we got shields. What's the other thing? Uh, it's another. What, what do criminals like? Bags of money. Oh, we're going to do two pays. Like on a ranking of one to five, two pays. Uh, how would you rank them? I'm going to rank him a one because I think it's just kind of a dud. Robin? Yeah, I'll give him two. I think he has some good like comebacks and cut downs. Tiff? I would barely give him a one. Ooh. And Toby? Uh, I'll give him two. I mean, he wasn't likable or anything like that, but he played a played a necessary role because like, he was kind of the straight man to these crazy-ass cops. Yeah. I guess it's true. And that gives him 1.5 baddies. I'll just call him a baddie so, as a ranking. Not very strong. It's not going to take a whole lot to uh, to pass him up. But let's get to the most important ranking of all which is our hunk Rushmore because all of these uh, cop dramas are built around some hunks. And so, so who do we have here? <laughs> we got, we got Sipowitz. And we yes. got David Caruso. Sipowitz, put him up there. Well, he has nowhere else to go. So, um, <laughs> okay. So I have got, a question about hunk yeah. Rushmore. Can yeah. we dig it? Can we go into other people on the show? Like, yeah, why not? What seasons? Yeah, like so. I I'm thinking of like so. We're ranking them as of this episode. So this is pilot David Caruso. 
Oh no, pilot. I just mean like um there's no one on this program who is doing it for me, but if we're allowed to go deeper into MYT PD Blue, I will put Jimmy Smith's up on Hunk Rushmore today. Oh, We'll have to we'll have to watch an episode with him there. Oh, there is one rule. There is one rule that I just made up now. There's no rules except for that one. Yes, it has to be on this episode. So, Fine. so who do you think? Who's at the top, guys? Mark, Mark Paul Gosseler. No, uh, <laughs> David Caruso. Fine, you made me say it. I think so. And who's second? Bob, Amy Brennan <laughs> a second. I'm not putting. I'm not putting a single other dude from that show on Hunk Rushmore. <laughs> that, how about James McDaniel? He's he seems like an upstanding young guy. Yeah, he's Hunk a lieutenant. Rushmore. This is the top four hottie hotties from TV cop shows of all time, and you are going to waste it on a side character. No. <laughs> Like this is like a prime cut of meat. This is something, yeah. <laughs> cut it open as, yeah. The juices are flowing out. Okay, <laughs> that's quite enough. <laughs> we need, we need more. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to make sure he's well done. Um, <laughs> uh, we can't. I like Robin's stuff. Like nobody gets on it from this episode. I like really? that. I agree. Like it's I mean, got, I gotta be like real. Like we still got Hill Street Blues. We got Car Fifty Four. Where are you? I mean, so Hunk Rushmore is not a standalone of just NYPD. It's across all the whole genre. Yeah. It's, no. Well, it's my my. What I was really thinking that this is is basically like a living document that I would be able to pass on to my children when it's time for them. There is no money, kids. However, (laughs) I will leave you hung Rushmore. I did did like a hundred episodes of this podcast and it was never sponsored and spent all the money from your uh, college fund to make uh, art and music for it. (laughs) And we have found out that David Crusoe from NYPD Blue is on Hunk Rushmore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Uh, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun, you guys. Yeah. What'd you guys think? Ton of fun. Uh, TV expert. Who, what do you think we should watch next? Um. Gosh. Is it? Oh, so we're only doing like? Can it be any kind of law enforcement? I mean, we could do like Alias. We could do yeah. Uh, it has like. It has to be. like get smart. Um, oh, I do get smart. Hold you on. Know, uh, you know, I and I'm not definitely not looking to do like entire seasons. Obviously, we're not going to watch like 23 episodes of NYPD Blue, but I just kind of wanted to find a really um, interesting episodes that had like interesting cameos ripped from TV headlines. The other thing could be like Batman, the, you know, the 70s series. Any mm-hmm. sort of, if there's crime in there. Crime there fighters. Has, okay, there are crime. 17 billion shows. You guys mm-hmm. can look at the list, but um, I will tell you one that jumped out right now, and I will tell you without hesitation that he would be on Mount, I mean, Hunk Rushmore immediately, and that is one MacGyver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> MacGyver. He's listed under law enforcement shows. I know that's real. That's a real tenuous grasp, but oh man, Richard Dean Anderson. Yes. That, what that about uh, mm-hmm. Walker, Texas Ranger? Oh, that's. A- <laughs> I never watched that show. I would. I would watch it up. So, how about this? Like, maybe at the end of each episode, the one person can, can pick the next show. Yeah, and then sure. then we'll have to find an episode of MacGyver to watch. Oh, I'll go back and rewatch all of the shows, all the seasons. I am here for you. And I love MacGruber. You, you ever? Oh seen yeah. That? You know, I still haven't seen that. Well, it's a cinematic no. classic. You're missing out. <laughs> MacGruber. <laughs> I've seen I've seen like uh, clips, and I was like, I really need to see that, but I just never have like I've never really. I've I've let you all down. 
Uh, Bob, you you've so started much. seven podcasts like since breakfast <laughs> this morning. You're fine. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, that let's uh, let's call this one a day. Um, I guess I should say some stuff at the end. Thank you for listening to Television Sheriff. I don't know. Whatever. We'll just get back to it later. I'll I'll record something <laughs> at the end. And I need we'll we let need some post production handle that. Which I probably won't, but that's okay. <laughs> please please join us on the next episode where we are going to be um watching MacGyver. And please, if you like this podcast, please uh recommend this podcast feed to a friend. We're doing a bunch of stuff. We're doing the um Aging Hipster Rewatch where we watch a bunch of movies. Toby, we just did twins twins is in the can we talked about twins and there's some really disturbing stuff going on there uh we did kindergarten cop with robin and everyone realized how much it sucked and <laughs> not the podcast the movie yeah yeah the podcast is great um we're doing all sorts of arnold stuff <clears throat> i have uh uh interviews going up with all these quarantine people and we have some pretty fantastic guests i think in the future um if you are over the age of 80 or something. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to take that out. But anyways, <laughs> thank you. And have a good night. <laughs>